0: This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. What's up, what's up, Real MVPs? Ricky Whitmer here along with the Mark Webber. Dub them And we are back for the onside kick right here on Most Valuable Podcast, your one-stop shop for everything when it comes to the The world of the NFL. Going back to the old days by saying the phrase that I know Dave used to make fun of me for. The world of football. The world of football. The world of baseball. The world of basketball. And we are entrenched in the world of the NFL. And... Actually, on it was, I think it was Sunday, Sunday night, I'm like, oh man, I gotta come up with some topics to send Mark, and I'm looking, and I'm like, man, the Chargers would be good to talk about, but you know, that game's on Thursday, and I don't know, like going up Wednesday, if that would be really enough time, and then it hit me, Mark. I didn't have to come up with topics. No, because what is today? Today's draft day. Today is draft day, our second mock draft for the NFL, and we actually got... A ton of comments on our first mock draft. None of them, or a few of them, um, were positive. Most of them were negative. um, It's a mock draft. Complaining about players that we had on there because apparently we had guys that weren't first-round talent. But like I said, in that podcast, that was just us taking crap, throwing it at the wall. All right, we're going to (coughs) see what has stuck, what hasn't stuck as we move forward into our 2.0 today. The order has changed. There's a lot of people that have changed, guys have rose, guys have fell, and we're going to get into that in one second. Before we do, a little bit of housekeeping. Number one, make sure to check out patreon.com backslash podcast. That's where you help support us and make sure we can keep doing this every single day, what we love doing for you guys every single day. You can also support us by getting an MVP t-shirt that is down below in the store in our description or mostvaluapodcasts.com where you can get your MVP each and every day. And then last but not least, go over to iTunes and Apple Podcast and rate and review the show. I believe the last one we got for the onside kick. I'm gonna pull it up really quick because I do this on the primetime podcast, and Brandon seems to love it. Um, our last rating that somebody wrote for us was January 28th of 2018, five star rating from King B Lang, and it's a great show, good all around podcast. Would recommend to any football fan, and we are 4.5 out of 5, Mark. I would love for that to get as close to 5 as possible. We get that way with you guys going and rating and reviewing the show, but Mark, it is mock draft time. This is where we kind of go through our picks. We split it up into three segments if you're on Podcasters around the world, you just got to sit back, relax. We talk about it all for you on YouTube. It'll be three individual videos with the full podcast coming out at the end. We will start with you, Mark. We'll do one through ten. Give us your one through ten for mock draft 2.0. Sure.
1: Uh, 49ers at number one overall are going to go with none other than Nick Bosa, uh, defensive lineman out of the Ohio State University. Cardinals going with Jonah Williams, offensive tackle out of Alabama. Raiders at number three overall. Going to go Greedy Williams, cornerback, LSU, Falcons. Somehow keep making their way up to the top. Uh, Quinton Williams, defensive tackle out of Alabama. The Jets are going to go with Greg Little, the offensive tackle out of Ole Miss. The Bills going with Nikhil Harry, wide receiver, ASU. That's going to be Arizona State. Jaguars going with Justin Herbert, quarterback out of Oregon, assuming he is coming out. The Bucks going with DeAndre Baker, cornerback out of Georgia. Then we got the Giants going with Dwayne Haskins, quarterback out of, once again, the Ohio State University. And finally, we got the Lions going with Ed
0: Oliver, defensive lineman out of Houston. And it's funny. I know we talked about it with the Nick Bosa-Ed Oliver a couple weeks ago, but it looks like Ed Oliver falling. He's fallen on both Brandon and I's big boards. That we came out with about a week or two ago. Mm -hmm. And now on the mock draft, he has fallen as well because he fell for me going into mine. 49ers at number one. Just like Mark said, they're going to go with Nick Bosa, the defensive end from the Ohio State University. Then the Cardinals at two. They're going to keep the defensive train going, going Greedy Williams, cornerback from the LSU Tigers. Then the Raiders, they're in an interesting spot. Could be a reach for some people. This could be one that's kind of maybe Nostradamus Ricky because he could rise up to this point, but they need an edge rusher, a pass rusher. They're gonna go with Josh Allen, the outside linebacker from the Kentucky Wildcats, big blue nation. Then it for the Falcons, just like Mark had Quinn and Williams, the defensive tackle from Alabama roll tide. The Jets, just like Mark. Going to go Greg Little, offensive tackle from Old Miss. Wow. I just noticed that. That is the fourth SEC player that I have on my of draft course. in a row. And it doesn't stop as the Bills will go ahead and take Jonah Williams, an offensive tackle from Alabama. Five straight SEC players. That streak will end, though, with the Jags as they will take Justin Herbert, the quarterback from the Oregon Ducks. The Bucks will then go Rashawn Gray. Or Gary, I always screw that up. Rashawn Gary, the defensive end from Michigan. Then the Giants go Ed Oliver, defensive tackle from Houston. And at number 10, the Lions go in Devin Bush, the linebacker from the state that Detroit is in, the Michigan Wolverines. Well, there you and go. the first team we're going to look at, Mark, in this top 10 is the Cardinals. Because not only after this week, if they beat the Falcons, they will not be here at number two. They will even not even be at three. They will be at four because the Falcons will then move ahead of them, and it will probably be 49ers, Raiders, Falcons, and Cardinals yeah. in that order. But the reason why I want to start with the Cardinals is, let's say they are at number two like they are for our mock draft. Mm-hmm. They've got a decision to make because they got three big needs, one on the defensive side that I had them going with, cornerback, one on the offensive side that you had him going with in offensive line help, and then another that might be a reach at number 2 in wide receiver. What's going through your mind with the Cardinals, and why did you ultimately decide – for them to go offensive tackle at number two. To me, it's pretty
1: simple. It's just the simple fact that you have gotten yourself a young rookie quarterback. Mm-hmm. Who, of course, we'll be going into year number two. But, but you still don't trust to throw the ball. Yeah, you don't want him to throw the ball. You're scared about that. Uh, <laughs> even though, you know, he was touted as mm-hmm. one of the most ready quarterbacks in the draft. Um, but, you know, you've got this young guy, you need to protect him. It's that simple for me. Mm -hmm. Part of the reason the Arizona Cardinals are a bad team is because they cannot protect the quarterback.
0: Mm -hmm. And, like, for me, I just—that was the—this is the conundrum that was going through my head at number 2 was, what do they go with? Do they go with offensive line? Do they go with the cornerbacks that early? Because Greedy Williams, for me, was in the top five for my personal rankings on my big board. And— Really, on top of it, too, you've got the decision that you have to make. Let's say they do go offensive tackle or offensive Mm -hmm. line. you got a debate to have them between Greg Little and Jonah Williams because most people are saying, like, oh, Greg Little, he's going to be a guy that will play tackle at the next level, whereas Jonah Williams, who you have them going with, a lot of people are saying early on. I know it's early. We're going to go through a lot of this throughout draft process, but – they're looking at him as the guy where it's like, yeah, he's a tackle in college, but at the next level we're going to move him inside, and he's going to be playing guard instead of tackle like little will.
1: It's potential, and sometimes, you know, a coach will like, uh, or a coach and GM will like mm-hmm. that flexibility. You know, and when you're an offensive line that's not that good, sometimes you have to mix things around. What you a, know, hey, it's not whatever bad.
0: you're good at, we'll plug you there because we need both. Exactly. Kind of you know, it,
1: it happens sometimes. Uh And and really for the Cardinals, I think they're in a good spot if they win or lose because it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You know, they could drop back and Greg Little or Jonah Williams, one of them will be there. Greedy Williams might still be there as well. Mm -hmm. They're going to be able to fill a need, you know, and they're probably going to be a top five pick even if they win a game. They should still be up there. Mm-hmm. um so they're gonna have the good fortune of being able to kind of have the pick of the litter
0: yeah because I even look at it I don't think the Raiders or the Falcons would go offensive tackle over or offensive linemen yeah over any of the defensive guys at the top of this draft I just look at that one and thought that it was interesting where it's like for me the the whole reason I had them go cornerback instead of tackle was I looked at it and I was like I was looking at just the positions overall. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, sometimes it's good to get that top tackle early on. But, like, I also looked at it and was like, hey, you're going to have a high second-round pick. If you really want to, take one of the guys that are going to be there. Like, right there, second pick of the second round, what would that be? 34th overall. Go ahead and take the guy there because cornerback, there could be a lot more of them that go in the first round. To where you don't have that same pick-of-the-litter-esque when it comes to that cornerback position, and you get virtually the best cornerback in this draft class.
1: Yeah, and it all really depends on the team. I mean, the team—the Arizona Cardinals were known for defense Mm -hmm. for so long, um, but really offensively, I mean, things have kind of fallen apart. You had a great run game. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, where has that been? Uh, You had a good quarterback in Carson Palmer. Mm -hmm. For a while, this was a team that people were thinking were Super Bowl bound year after year. Never made it happen. But they had great wide receiver in Larry Fitzgerald. He's not going to be around that much longer. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, there's all these pieces that are falling apart for the Cardinals. They are not one of these simple, like, two, three-year turnarounds. This is a team that odds are— we might not have seen the worst days for the Arizona Cardinals. Mm -hmm. Next year is probably going to be a bad year as well Mm -hmm. before things finally start to maybe turn around for them. So they kind of can't lose, but I think you kind of have to look at this and say, who is a guy that we can get can be a solid foundational player Mm -hmm. and we can just let him be there and he will be here for years.
0: And actually looking at it, they would not have 34. They would have the 33 third um pick mm-hmm. so the first pick of the second round day 2 they would have that pick as well
1: yeah and things are obviously going to change mm-hmm. but you know they're in a good spot where they can really just pick whoever
0: mm-hmm. you know how about another team with mm-hmm. a this is kind of the rookie quarterback um syndrome and we got a couple of those teams especially here early on like yeah. the cardinals are one The Bills are one, but the one I want to bring up that you said you wanted to talk about were the Jets because Mm -hmm. both you and I pretty nail on the head this one where there's no disagreements where they have Sam Darnold, it's time to protect him. It's time to make sure that he has time to throw and has time to make the read because otherwise he's throwing it to the other team.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of one of the issues here. You're going to have people pretty soon who are going to be calling for Darnold's head mm-hmm. saying this was the wrong pick. You know, we shouldn't have gone with him. Even you though shouldn't have option. traded up. Yeah, exactly. You know, especially as soon as one of these other guys does well. I mean, Baker Mayfield excluded because he was mm-hmm. number one overall. You couldn't manage to get that. Yeah. But like if next year Rosen turns it around or Josh Allen starts to do well and Darnold is still throwing picks, mm-hmm. people are going to be pissed. People are going to be very mad uh, at the Jets. And you can say the exact same thing for the Cardinals and stuff like that, except for the fact that the Cardinals got the last quarterback, Mm -hmm. Lamar Jackson not included. So that's kind of one of those dangerous things. I mean, the Jets had the option to pick between Darnold, Josh Allen, and Josh Rosen. So if one of those guys is better, you're going to get exactly what the Chicago Bears hear all the time. Oh, Mm -hmm. you could have went with Mahomes. You know, And, and that's a thing that that organization has to... Here, live with, and for if you're lucky, you'll have a Watson, Trubisky, and Mahomes mm-hmm. all look pretty good right now. Next year, maybe Rosen, Darnold, Allen, and Mayfield are all going to look good. Mm-hmm. But for right now, it's obvious that Darnold needs something to help him out, and you could say that you know maybe five is a good spot to you know reach at it or not reach, but mm-hmm. go for a wide receiver. But I don't think you can pass up one of these top offensive linemen.
0: I just, the thing, the thing I worry about when it comes to the Jets is that, because obviously their top three needs are similar to the Cardinals in some sense. Yeah. Where it's anybody on the offensive line, somebody to catch the ball in the receiving core. And then a defensive position where so Cardinals, they need it's cornerback. Anybody. Yeah. The Jets, it's, an, ed- the it's an edge rusher. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing I worry about with the Jets is that because this is a heavily defensive, loaded draft, I wonder if they're going to look at it, especially if, let's say, Josh Allen falls, or even like you look at it, you've got. Um, Rashad Rashad Gary that's there you've got Devin Bush who's also a guy who can uh, rush from the outside although he's kind of a little raw at this point some of those guys could rise in this draft prospect that we have in our top 10 I just worry with the Jets and also because it is Todd Bowles of defensive minded head coach. Mm. Hey, maybe I can win with a stronger defense. And no
1: guarantees Todd Bowles is gonna still be around. True,
0: either. he could still get fired by the end of the season or on black, what is that, Black Monday? Yep. Usually after week seventeen. And I just worry with the Jets where for me, it's offensive tackle here all day, every day, because mm. as of right now, I've got no wide receiver. Like you have Harry in your top six, I don't have a single wide receiver in my top ten at this point. Yeah. Um, and for me, the Jets, I think wide receiver would be a little bit of a reach compared to the two tackles that we have, especially oh, sure. if Jonah Williams and Greg Little are still on the board. I just, for me, there's so many pass rushers in this draft. It would be a mistake if they didn't go with Williams or Little, because and this is not going to change. This will be the same thing on draft night. Because they traded up to get Sam Darnold, they don't have a second-round pick. And I know, Mm -hmm. like you mentioned when I threw that out in the 1.0, because we are talking about the Colts, you had mentioned, oh, well, they could trade for a second-rounder. Yeah, but right now, they don't have one. If the order stays what it is right now, They will have the fifth overall pick and then not have a pick until the 71st Mm -hmm. pick in the third round. And for me, because of that, because you chose to trade up to get Sam Darnold, a decision that you said there's even some people criticizing in the New York fan base— you really got to hit this pick because if you don't, you're waiting a long time until that second yeah. pick, and that might be a time where we
1: see the Jets make another trade, mm-hmm. but this way, you know, this time the other way, maybe they trade back because mm-hmm. when you've got a lot of needs, I mean, why not? If you can recoup especially some, some you, that second round, get another first round
0: out of it, especially if you get a bidding war going between like the Giants and the Jaguars who are looking for that quarterback and kind of oh, nobody in the top. Mm-hmm. part of this draft has really gotten a trade. Let's get a bidding war between these two teams going to try to get that quarterback. Not yeah. because we're going to take him, but because you call up your, uh, your stadium mate in the Meadowlands. I don't know. Hey, Hey coach Shermer. I don't know if you want to pull the deal, but I'm telling you Tom Coughlin's on the other line and he really, really wants this pick. You want Justin Herbert to go over to Jacksonville when you could have made this deal? Like, That is something else that you can kind of maybe we see go on with the Jets because same thing like the Cardinals. There's a possibility that let's say the order is what it is right now. They make a deal with the Jaguars. They move back two spots. Greg Little is still there at 7, is still there at 10, whoever they trade with, Jacksonville or the Giants.
1: Yeah, and and really when I look at this for the Jets too – it's another time with the Cardinals of no matter what you're doing, mm-hmm. you're probably going to get a good player who's going to help your team out, and yeah. you need a lot of them. So there's not too many bad bad moves, bad mm-hmm. decisions for them. Um, and these are two teams that are going to be heavily dependent on free agency mm-hmm. because they've got a lot of things that they need to fix, and if they can get – a a good player to come their way in free agency, which might be a hard sell. Which for Which are obviously the, Cardinals or the, the needs as well. Yeah, and and it, it could be a hard sell for either one of these teams because mm-hmm. they are not a team that is one or two players away, mm-hmm. and maybe they can push themselves over the edge. Mm-hmm. So it'll it'll like I said, it'll be a hard sell. But if they can somehow manage to get like one of these wide receivers mm-hmm. in free agency to come their way, that would be huge. And then in that case, I think. It's sure it shores it up even more of you really, really have to go for offensive line Mm -hmm. because now you have an offense. You can suffer with a little bit less of a quality defense Mm -hmm. if you have a great offense.
0: Last thing, mentioning quarterback needy teams, last thing I want to throw your way. Mm -hmm. And this to me, Brandon and I had mentioned this on a different side of, like, should he do what he is currently doing? And that is Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray right now, as we sit here, what is this, the 11th of December at 6.55 Central Time, it is known that he is drafted by the Oakland A's, is guaranteed almost $5 million in that first contract, is going to play baseball next year. Yeah. However, they did permit him to play the college football season. However, this past weekend, Adam Schefter was on SportsCenter and said... Not only are there NFL execs that list him as a first round graded talent, obviously as a Heisman winner. Um, but also number two, there is a possible. there's a for sure a hundred percent that he will be drafted in one of the seven rounds in the NFL draft. And there's a possibility that he could even be a first round draft pick in this year's 2019 NFL draft. I want to put you in the shoes of an NFL exec, just any exec for any team. If you need a quarterback, would you pull the trigger in the first round on Kyler Murray, knowing what he is, but also knowing that there's a possibility to where he could be just a baseball star and the year that you have his draft rights, you won't be able to use him?
1: Yeah, and for me there's no way I'm going to draft somebody who there's a good chance he's not going to ever touch, you know, my team's Unless field. It's
0: like a 4th, 5th round even maybe not even that, like a 6th, 7th. Maybe.
1: Yeah, if he's f- maybe 4th round, mm-hmm. uh 5th round not for sure I'm willing his talent is
0: bad. It. That's just saying like you said. Why would I waste my pick? Why would because you only get that draft right for a year. Exactly.
1: And and I look at it and I I wonder because you said five million is his
0: guarantee, just under five mil will be that that first year, first year baseball. And how the baseball contract's worth is, he's got a minor league deal, so he's only got one year before he becomes an unrestricted free agent in baseball.
1: Yeah. Um, and you sit there and you are like, all right, let's think about some of these rookie quarterbacks. To give an example, um, Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. and I pick him because he's done it. He well, yeah, but I also pick him because. He was not the first. He was not the second Mm -hmm. quarterback taken overall. Kyler Murray, if he gets taken, he's probably not going to be the first quarterback taken Mm -hmm. because someone's not going to say, you know, uh, Giants who desperately need a quarterback aren't going to go or the Jaguars. Yeah, let's take the riskiest one. Mm -hmm. You know,
0: um, they're going to take what they think is the safest one.
1: Exactly. And and Deshaun Watson, after he got drafted from the Texans, he... uh, his contract there was about fourteen million. Mm-hmm. A little less than fourteen million. Um and I would say an exact amount, but my computer is freezing up on me, so mm-hmm. I can't scroll down. Uh but you know football contracts and baseball contracts, it's not like he's you going were to be at Deshaun
0: Watson's contract. Yeah, it's I'll not like he's
1: one of them's gonna be rich, one of them's gonna be poor. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh five million in one year is pretty nice. The flip side is With baseball, I do feel like you have a little tiny bit of less security Mm -hmm. in the sense of, like, you know, minor league deal. You've got a year. Prove it. Mm -hmm. And it's not like nobody else is going to give the guy a chance. I mean, he was, what, the ninth overall pick uh, in 2018 by the Mm -hmm. A's? So it's not like people aren't excited for him Yeah, and the prospect of Kyler Murray. But if I'm a NFL team, even though the money could potentially be better, mm-hmm. and the security could be nice because if he's a first-round pick, that's five years that he has. He might feel more comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. He had a lot of success this year with Oklahoma. He mm-hmm. might want to continue that, whereas baseball, sure, the GMs are excited about him, but I don't think there's that many people outside outside of hardcore baseball fans that are really, really excited about Kyler Murray um, playing baseball. Mm-hmm. There's more excitement in the NFL, but it's just one of those things where you can't be sure. This quarterback class already isn't amazing, Mm -hmm. so a lot of teams are thinking about skipping on the quarterback right now. Uh, There's only really two teams that, like, desperately need a quarterback. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't think there's going to be that convincing of an argument for Kyler Murray to switch over and play football.
0: The reason why, if I was an NFL exec, Mm -hmm. I would not take him in the first round. I wouldn't take him in the second round. I wouldn't take him in the third round. The fourth round is the earliest I would think about taking him. And the reason why is he's never said, oh, there might be a chance I don't play baseball. It's always been, I'm going to play baseball. And whenever people start talking about it, it's, oh, he'll play baseball, but could he also play football? And for me, Mm-hmm. If you're my quarterback—and I mentioned this when Brandon and I talked about it on the Primetime Podcast this week, too—is I'm drafting you as my quarterback. Like, the reason Bo Jackson could play baseball until October and then come over and play football, not only was it a different time, but also he was a running back. He wasn't a quarterback. Yeah. And in this NFL, the quarterback is so crucial— Like, you look at the NFL season alone, let's say the A's do really good. The A's make the playoffs. The A's go a little bit deep into the playoffs. I'm talking, like, first round, maybe ALCS, if they're lucky. That means I'm not getting you until mid to late October, where my season is halfway over. And you're going to maybe learn our playbook? Exactly. Like, you got to come in halfway through the season— then learn the playbook, it's impossible. It's mm-hmm. impossible for an NFL quarterback to do that. So that's why, to me, it's like, if I really needed a quarterback, the fourth round's the earliest I would do it. I probably wouldn't pull the trigger until sixth or seventh. But if he's still there in the sixth or seventh, I'd, throw, I'd just throw that pick away. I would say, you know what, I'm going to take him. Because what if there's a chance? What if he goes to baseball at that point? And it's like, wow! I thought I was gonna be better at this. I'm gonna go play football. Yeah, like that could happen. As most people say, or, are saying that he's a better baseball player than he is a football player. Uh-huh. But for me, the baseball thing is not in a hundred percent, like for sure, like it's gonna pan out. Um, it's not like it's like, oh, he's gonna be the next Bryce Harper or anything. If he's there in the sixth round, I would throw something at him, although I feel like there's going to be some NFL exec that in the third round goes draft him and that he'll be Russell Wilson, Mm -hmm. take take it in the third round, but the exact opposite because he'll play baseball.
1: Yeah, and and you got to – it's a gamble. It really is. I mean, he could be a great football player, but he could be a good baseball player too. mm -hmm. Um you know, I mean, I guess in 2018 here, I see his batting average was a two nine six, ten ten home runs, forty seven ribbies, and he got ten stolen bases. So like, it's pretty good. Yeah, he's a good player. Yeah, uh, you know, he's got a lot of potential with either way he goes. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like, you yes, you are starting off with some security in football. But here's the thing: there are thirty two starting quarterbacks in the NFL Mm -hmm. and you're going to take that and say that you know 10 of them will never be replaced by you Mm -hmm. uh and then the rest of them are average so like maybe if you're good you can pass some of them and then you got some bad ones sure whatever uh but in baseball even if you're not the starting I mean he he plays the outfield he can play center Mm -hmm. he can play left he can play right yeah he's got some flexibility in that case um and baseball purists don't get mad at me uh, when I say that he's got flexibility. But he does. And even if you are not the starting, one of the three starting outfielders, you still have a pretty good chance of getting into that rotation and playing a solid amount of games because there's and so the, many damn baseball games.
0: And the A's are an AL team, so yeah. if he doesn't play the field, play he could be a DH. So, I mean he's but got a lot four, of potential that's four spots that and can, he
1: was an infielder as well so he could put potential I mean <laughs> that's a little risky secondary
0: position yeah exactly he can he can flex into that when you need somebody mm-hmm. who knows maybe he develops into like we don't know baseball what it's gonna bring for him but mm-hmm. we do know at this point it seems like he's very committed to baseball
1: and that I mean, that in itself, for me, the fact that there doesn't seem to be any doubt mm-hmm. um, makes me say, I don't, care. I don't care how good the kid potentially could be at football. Mm-hmm. I don't want anything to do with him. He's not, to me, he is not a player who's eligible to be drafted. Because I mean, I, he obviously is, but I would in tell, my eyes, he's not.
0: I would tell you this. If he was 100% committed to football, you know where he would be on my mock draft? Number seven. The Jags would be taking him. If he was hundred percent, like mm-hmm. what I've seen on the football field from this kid, astonishes me. Like I still have dreams about that run that he had against mm-hmm. West Virginia, where it's like, oh, it's a scramble. Oh, he's going to get tackled. Oh, oh, well, he's going, he's going, and that's a fifty-three yard touchdown. What did I just watch? How awesome was that? And what did he just do? Wait, where's the remote? I got DVR. This, I gotta, yeah. I gotta go back and watch this again. Like that's the type of plays he can do. He would have been seven if he was a hundred percent. Committed to football right now. But because he's not he's not going to be a first-rounder. Yeah. I feel like some team in the third round will take a swing at him, see what they can do. It'll probably be a team like the Patriots. I'm not saying the Patriots exactly, but a team like that where it's like, hey, we're a good enough team. We're just going to throw this pick away. Or a team that just has a ton of picks. Exactly. We're just going to throw this pick away, stash it, um, see if he does come over and signs a contract with us um, at any point. Because... I know Dave was really hyped this weekend. of I'm like, oh, my God, could he be like the next Bo Jackson, and could he play both? I don't think so because of the position he plays, but who knows? Maybe it's one of those things where I know the A's are getting better, but what if they have a really bad season, and it's like, hey, I'm going to work something out to where if we're this bad, by this point, I'm going to go over to football Mm-hmm. I don't know if it would work quite like how Bo Jackson. I think teams did. are a little too greedy to pull that off nowadays. Exactly, like it, it's not going to work. Those contracts the same
1: way. are worth too much money for you to let mm-hmm. that guy go do something where he might get hurt.
0: Yeah, especially in the baseball where there is no salary cap, and yeah. once you're paid, you're getting paid the big bucks. Mm-hmm. Like there's a reason why there's two hundred million dollar contracts, four hundred million dollar contracts in baseball. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you guys think down below in the comment section. Anything from our picks to the teams we talk about to what are your drafts? Who would you have in your top 10? Let us know what you're thinking down below in that comment section. But, Mark, let's move on into the next part. And if you are an avid onside kick mock draft listener, you're going to notice we're changing something up a little bit. Because I was doing some thinking, Mark, for this mock draft. Mm-hmm. And usually what we do, because there's 32 picks— We would do the top 10, then we would kind of do 11 and 11, kind of to try to split it up as evenly as possible. And I was like, that last team in the second one, that 21st pick, is always like, oh, this is a playoff team. So I was like, why not just push that into the last segment, have 12 in the last one, have 10 in this one. So we're going to have 10 here in the middle, the last segment we will have the remaining 12 picks. I'm willing to bet if we didn't say anything, no one would have no notice. noticed. <laughs> no that was a me thing. Like mm-hmm. I was looking at, at it yesterday, and I was like, this kind of bugs me. So I changed it. Let's start with you, though. Cool. We'll go 11 through 20. What's your 11 through 20 looking like?
1: So at 11, the Bengals are going to go with Byron Murphy, cornerback out of Washington. The Packers at number twelve, going to go with Rashawn Gary, uh, defensive end out of Michigan. I keep wanting to say Gray. <laughs> Gary, it's Gary. Uh, the Browns at number thirteen, going to go with Marquise, your favorite Hollywood Brown. Hell yeah! Wide receiver out of Oklahoma. Then we got the Redskins going with Josh Allen, linebacker out of Kentucky. Collin Farrell, defensive end, uh, Clemson going to the Panthers. The sixteen Eagles are going with Julian Love, cornerback out of Notre Dame. Then the Broncos at 17, Deontay Thompson, safety out of Alabama at 18, Dolphins, Montez Sweet, uh, defensive end, Mississippi State. Isn't it Sweat? I'm going to call him Sweet. <laughs> I like it better. Uh, <laughs> 19, the Colts going A.J. Brown, wide receiver, Ole Miss. And then 20, the Titans going to go Brian Burns, uh, edge rusher out of
0: Florida State. I mean, what you made me think of uh-huh. when you like... When you said Montez sweet, I was like, no, I think it's sweat. And then when you said, I'm just gonna call him sweet, I just Mm. I think of the old wrestling thing with I think of what was it, Scott Hall? Too sweet? That's That's all I can think about. I mean, honestly,
1: if you're a football player and you had the chance to like have your last name be sweet, that's awesome.
0: Too sweet. That's I would go back to the to the WWE reference. But for me, Going through my 11th or 20, The Bengals at 11 going Devin White, the linebacker from LSU. Then the Packers going to go defensive end in Cleland Farrell out of the Clemson Tigers. The Browns going same pick you had them. Marquise Hollywood Brown, wide receiver from the Oklahoma Sooners. Then at number 14, the Redskins going cornerback out of Georgia, DeAndre Baker. Then the Panthers going Deontay Thompson, safety from Alabama, Roll Tide. Then, same pick you had for the Eagles, Julian Love, the cornerback out of Notre Dame. Then the Broncos going quarterback. Case Keenum was not working out. They're going to get Dwayne Haskins, the quarterback from the Ohio State University. The Dolphins will go pass rusher like you had them go, but I've got Jalen Ferguson, the defensive end from Louisiana Tech, being the guy at 18. Then at 19, the Colts bolster up that defense with Dexter Lawrence, the DT from Clemson. And then the Titans, or the Titans, they're going to take Nikhil Harry, the wide receiver from Arizona State with the 20th overall pick. And the first team I want to ask you about yep. is the Redskins. We have different picks. You're going more their linebacker need. Mm-hmm. I'm going more of their quarterback need. They also could use wide receiver, but the thing I want to ask you about them first before we get into why we chose who we did and kind of look at them, the question I want to ask is about quarterback, because we already had some quarterback-heavy teams. Is there a possibility that the Redskins, let's say like in my situation, where Dwayne Haskins is there, I personally did not have this happen, but if he's there, could this team go... We don't know what Alex Smith is going to be following the thiesman like injury. Would you take a quarterback if like mm-hmm. a Haskins or a Herbert are there for the Redskins?
1: And things are looking worse for Alex Smith as he's had mm-hmm. multiple surgeries due to infection yep. as well. Um, things have not gone well for him. And, and if I'm sitting there, if I'm anybody, I, I say it right now, but if I'm anybody in the NFL and the uh, Redskins organization – I'm going to go under the assumption that Josh uh, – I'm sorry, that Alex Smith is not going to come back mm-hmm. because he's well, not be, just
0: that. Colt McCoy broke his leg too.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't care about Colt McCoy uh, I mean, because could, he – You could start him. When it comes to long-term future, yeah. I didn't care about Colt McCoy. True. I'm sorry that his leg is also broken. Uh, but for the Redskins, I'm sitting there saying, yes, I need a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm under the assumption Alex Smith is done. He's retired. He's gone. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's no way he comes back.
0: Well, not just because of the injury, but he's also old as well. Yes, he'll be
1: 35 before Mm he—if he he comes back next year, he'll be 35 when he Mm -hmm. starts playing. That's pretty old. Um, And that's pretty—I'm going to make some Alex Smith fan angry, and I like Alex Smith, but that's pretty old for a guy who's not Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning before he had his terrible year, Aaron Rodgers. You know, that's pretty bad— uh, pretty old for a guy who's not incredible. Mm-hmm. You Bright know, Favre. you, you got to move on. Uh, you know, so the problem that I have as the Redskins here is Justin Herbert, Dwayne Haskins. On my board, they're already gone, mm-hmm. and I know that in the the first one, um, had like Drew Locke go in the first round, mm-hmm. and he still could. Well, and they could,
0: they could get a Drew Locke, a, what is it, Daniel Jones. They could get that those guys in the second. They don't have to yeah. start a first-round and, pick.
1: And, you know, exactly. The, these top type of guys are gone, mm-hmm. and there's no guarantee that either one of those two are even going to be in the draft. Who knows? Uh, because either one of them could decide to not come out and th- for the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I sit there and I look at Josh Allen— And he's a guy who, compared to our our two, he's obviously much lower on mine than he is on yours. But Mm -hmm. he's a guy who kind of fell on mine. And I don't think that the Redskins, as much as you need a quarterback, you can't pass that up this time. You know, you really can't. And Mm -hmm. it's so dangerous for them because of the fact that they've taken quarterback and quarterback and quarterback. Back because, you know, they obviously had Kirk Cousins, didn't work out. They had RG3 that they drafted really high. That didn't work got out. They injured. They uh, went and got Alex Smith through trade, and that's not worked out. So they've been going at it and going at it and trying things, and it's just not working. Uh, there's only so many times that you can just throw uh, your crap at the wall and mm-hmm. hope that it sticks. You know, it's not like they've been going for scrubs or anything like that. You know, it reminds me of, and we don't have to talk about this team necessarily. I just want to throw this out there really quick it reminds me of John Elway and the Broncos who you have them taking another quarterback and it's like you know they fail on Paxton Lynch they fail uh essentially on Case Keenum and it's another one of those times of like is John Elway ever going to be able to have a guy that Mm -hmm. John Elway wants to have as his quarterback
0: yeah and that's why for me I'll just throw it out there why I had them go with Dwayne Haskins Mm -hmm. because it's a quarterback for a team that hasn't really like Case Keenum it's not really the guy. And like, one interesting thing that I saw today is everyone's ragging on Kirk Cousins for how the Vikings have been, especially after yesterday's game. Yeah. And Chris Carter came out and basically kind of a defensive Kirk Cousins was like, hey, let's keep it in perspective. If Case Keenum was the quarterback of this Vikings team, the Vikings would only have two wins. Like, that is what. Like, how bold he was mm. going. Well,
1: I think people in, uh, in Viking land, Minnesota, mm-hmm. are remembering that, huh, Pat Shermer was a good offensive coordinator.
0: See, I told you that he deserved some credit. No, he did. <laughs> I never took that away. I you loved him as an like offensive he a coordinator. He's a bad head coach.
1: But <laughs> he's a good offensive coordinator.
0: Yeah, th- that to me was a big problem. But that's besides, like, with the Redskins, to me, I wouldn't take a quarterback in the first round. Like... If I'm going to take one, because I've got two thoughts on this. First, let's see, where's their next pick as of right now? So their next pick would be, let me find Washington. So their top three picks right now would be 14th overall, 49th overall in the second round, 80th overall in the third round.
1: At 49, you could probably get another quarterback.
0: Exactly. Like, I'm looking at guys like you could target a Will Greer may still be there, a Drew Locke, maybe a... Um maybe a Jarrett Stidham, depending on how he rises and falls. Um, uh, maybe a Daniel Jones is still there at that point. Like you could get a guy later in the draft because or you could do the second option, which I think they should do anyways. Suck next year. Just suck next year. Like yeah. basically resign Mark Sanchez. He's your starting quarterback. Resign Anybody? Can that you get you Josh
1: McCown in there? Can you get Tyrod Taylor? Because right
0: now they've got, like, Josh Johnson and Mark Sanchez. I'd pay Mark Sanchez in there $200,000 to be my quarterback because think about this. If you could load this team up on all the defensive talent in this draft and some of the skill positions at wide receiver and then next year basically kind of do what the Colts did. We've got a team— Let's put a guy like Curtis Painter in there mm-hmm. and let's suck for Tua. Could you imagine then them getting Tua Tunga Viola and having him on this team? Because mm-hmm. he's going to be the top quarterback and is the next like we're guy. Assuming, yeah. well, he's the next guy we're hyping up yeah. for the quarterback position. And so far he looks the part. And to me, he is the rightful owner of the 2018 Heisman Award and got highway robberied by the Heisman club, because that's all the Heisman is, is a fan club nowadays. I believe he was the rightful Heisman over Kyler Murray, a guy who doesn't even want to play football at the next level. That's what I would do if I was the Redskins. Let's just load up on defensive talent, and that's why for me, looking at what was there, hey, let's go get that cornerback. Let's get a guy like DeAndre Baker that I can put in my backfield and kind of bolster that with Josh Norman and everything that I have so far and then just load up on more defensive pieces and some offensive skill pieces as well.
1: I would just be a little scared of that idea in the sense of I think the Redskins are a good team Mm -hmm. and getting a lot of quality defensive talent stuff like that. I don't think they're going to be bad enough to get a guy, you know, a guy like Tua, that number one overall quarterback. They're not going to be bad enough to get that guy. And, and that's just a, kind of um, a challenge for him.
0: It was the Texan game that Alex Smith has gotten injured. Ever They lost that game, and ever since that game, they're 0 4.
1: Yeah, but they've also had backup quarterback get injured. That's what I'm Mark saying. Mark Sanchez come out. But no, that's my point. They've had terrible luck. They're on quarterback four.
0: Then sign Josh Johnson. And so have him be yeah, the I mean, if
1: you if you're gonna tank, yeah. you're gonna have a better defense because you're loading up on defense here, which your defense is already pretty good, mm-hmm. and you're gonna have that. You're gonna run into a team where, like, unless you're intentionally signing Nathan Peterman, mm-hmm. you're not gonna lose enough. That's games. a
0: good one, Mark. That's what they do. Five pick Peterman as your starting quarterback.
1: All sixteen games. he,
0: he is the perfect. Painter quarterback. Yeah. The um, Well, he's
1: in a whole league of his own. Let's give him credit. <laughs> I mean, he, the, the man would throw at least like 40 interceptions. And, and
0: then it works even better because although this is not one of my M.O.s, mm-hmm. then it gets E.J. Manuel still upset that Nathan Peterman would have a job over E.J. Manuel. Yeah. Because that really ticked off E.J. Manuel, that he didn't have a job in the NFL. Ticked the world off. <laughs> but Nathan Peterman had a job in the NFL The other team I want to mention before we go into the one prospect that I have in this round is, well, actually, no, we'll go into the prospect because you had him going to the Redskins. Mm -hmm. What are your quick thoughts on Josh Allen? Because he's a guy for me where now I haven't, I'm just getting into like the diving into the film hardcore with these guys because most of them are skipping their ball game. So it's like, cool, I can watch your film and have the complete picture. What are your thoughts on him because – He's all over the place. Some people mm-hmm. have him where you have him. Some have him where I have him, where he's a top five guy. Others have top 10. And then there's some that have him top 15, top 20.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I like him as a player quite a bit. Um, I, I think the the thing that you just kind of, I, I guess, are a little bit hesitant on is I just like some of these as we sit here and stare at film and we watch mm-hmm. game tape
0: and we overanalyze.
1: Yeah, I, I like some of these players, these edge rushers, the defensive mm-hmm. ends a little bit better. And obviously, he's an offensive linebacker or offensive outside linebacker, so that's a little <laughs> bit different.
0: But and them them offensive linebackers, man, they're a tricky bunch. Yeah, they seriously <laughs> are. Uh, but you know, he is a very good player. He's a big type mm. of
1: player. Uh, he's an award winner. He is a a guy who is. Four years in, you know, he's a senior, there's a lot to like about him. I I do like the idea that he could be a player who is very intelligent, a guy Mm -hmm. who can run a defense, a guy who can be a leader out there. I do like all of that, but when you sit here and you look at some of these defensive uh, ends, these edge rushers, these just freak talents, part of it just kind of pushes him back for a little bit, Mm -hmm. and... He could easily be that guy who continues to rise, uh, but he could also be that kind of mid-round, or not mid-round, but middle-of-the-first-round steal Mm -hmm. uh, for a team.
0: No, I think that if there's anyone, because we kind of talked about this in the (sighs) first mock draft where Mm -hmm. we threw out the who could be the riser, who could be the faller. He's showing already that as draft season goes on, I just think there's only one way for him to go. And that's going to go up. Like, his draft mm-hmm. stock, picture it like a nice loaf of bread that's in the oven right now. All it's going to do is rise. That's all it's going to do is that bread is just going to rise and rise and rise. Who knows how long, uh, how high it rises to? Top 10, top 5, top 3, top 2. Yeah. But he has the, like, I don't see his draft stock falling. Like, a Ed Oliver, mm-hmm. who both you and well, I had yeah. as number 2 in the first one, and now he's like a sub... Out of the top five, mm-hmm. almost out of the top ten. And
1: and the fortunate thing for for Allen here mm-hmm. is he doesn't have that same criticism that a lot of guys will get of, well he's not playing real talent. The yeah. guy's in the SEC and yeah. he's a you know a, a turnover machine. He's mm-hmm. he's going to get tons of sacks.
0: Fourteen and, sacks in the SEC.
1: Yeah, he, this this guy is the real deal and he's competing against mm-hmm. actual talent out there. Um, so he's got that to go for him. It'll be interesting to see what we get from him when we actually get to the combine. I think mm-hmm. that's going to be a big thing for him because... How he if he runs
0: ha- those drills.
1: If he runs those drills well, if he, you know, is uh, kind of, you know, having a ton of bench reps, if he's fast on the 40 mm-hmm. in the cone drill and he's doing well, he's going to be a guy who's going to shoot himself right, right up to... Uh, Mm-hmm. Right up to the top of this draft, but you know, time's
0: gonna tell on that. Now, the last team we're gonna go into is an AFC team, the Tennessee Titans. And for me, they're an interesting one because I'll be completely honest, I almost had I almost had them go with a guy that we're gonna talk about later, so I'm gonna save talking about him mm-hmm. for the third segment. But I almost had them go Noah Fant here at the 20th overall pick. And that's because I look at their tight ends and I go, wow, they really need a tight end. But you know what they need more so than a tight end? A receiver. Yep. Somebody, just basically somebody who can catch the ball from Marcus Mariota. Because they have gotten good production from some of these guys. I mean, um, Tawan Taylor has been a guy that's come up big for them in Sun games. I know Corey Davis, it's like some games he's really big. Other games, it's like, where is Corey Davis? Yeah. And why did you draft him in the first round? Kind of a thing. I think for me, although linebacker is also a need right now for the Titans, I think this is another team that is basically, hey, there's a lot of defensive talent in this draft. We can go with this linebacker, but man, we, we might need to take a— wide mm-hmm. receiver in this first round so we get one of these top guys.
1: Yeah, uh, they they can. And at this point, you know, there might not have been too many wide receivers off the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you might have a good shot. And the Titans, they need something to spark that offense. Mm-hmm. Um, they've had some, uh, some bad issues with injuries, with players not performing to what they were supposed to. They need something. Um, you know, for me, though, I... I couldn't necessarily avoid them going with a an edge uh an edge player here with Brian Burns. So, you know, and part of that, sure. They totally could and potentially should go with a offensive player to help out Marcus Mariota, to help out Derrick Henry even more. Um although I don't know if Derrick Henry needs any help once he gets going. But um, here you have a player uh that I like in Brian Burns who He's not going to, like, if you look at his stats, he's not going to be Josh Allen, who Mm -hmm. we just talked about. He's not necessarily that crazy guy, but he's got some really good, solid stats. Um, He is just kind of a very dominant player. And he's a player that, especially if you add him to what already is a pretty good defense Mm -hmm. for Tennessee, um, and just to add that pass rush, just to, take it to a next level would be a phenomenal addition, I think, to that team.
0: See, and I'm right now looking—there's a reason why I had them go wide receiver, not mm-hmm. only because they need it, but I know you had this guy go a lot earlier than I did. You had him in your top 10, mm-hmm. but Nikhil Harry. Like, he's a guy to me—I just I look at the measurables alone for Nikhil Harry with a guy that's 6'4", 2'20". Yeah. And you know me, Mark. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is the Brandon Marshall, Alshon Jeffrey syndrome yeah. with uh, watching your bear teams here in Chicago. With us living here, um, I like big wide receivers. Of I like those wide. It's basically throw, it throw the and ball let up, get it. let him go, get it. The only question I have about Nikhil Harry, which mm-hmm. is why he's not necessarily higher, maybe like this is why a team like the Redskins at fourteen didn't take him over like a DeAndre Baker is I want to see what he runs at the Combine. I want to see how quick he is. I want to see how he is on those cone drills, how he is um, in those drills for wide receivers. I want to see that speed when they're in their underwear, basically. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, I know what you guys are probably saying, Ricky, you didn't see the tape at Arizona State? You didn't see what he's been doing this year? Have you been sleeping on him all year? Like, I know he's been good in college for Herm Edwards in his first year coaching the Arizona State Sun Devils I just want to see how he does what kind of numbers does he have at the combine how does he run because that to me will skyrocket his draft stock in my mind yeah. to where right now depending on who you ask he's the second third wide receiver off the board with Hollywood Brown and A- or yeah Hollywood Brown and AJ Brown being right there but he's the guy for me that with this team Corey Davis on one side, maybe he kind of pulls some attention off of Corey Davis so that Corey mm-hmm. Davis can kind of breathe a little bit. Because right now he's like the main guy to where teams can just go, hey, let's just shut, the, let's just shut him down. Yeah. We shut him down, who do they got? They don't got anyone that can beat us. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's that kind of a level of why I went Nikhil Harry. And then any other, I'll ask you, any other teams that you just want to throw out in this one? That you're like, you look at your pick that you made and you're mm. like, you know what? I want to give some love to this pick and this team.
1: Uh, I would give love to the Panthers. I, I think getting mm-hmm. a, a great defensive end like Farrell would be a huge addition to that team. I mean, they've got a scary defense. you know. And, and I actually kind of struggled a little bit with the Panthers. Because mm-hmm. there was a few different directions that they could go. Uh, but I couldn't pass up bringing back that terrifying Panthers defense.
0: No, and I'm the same way. Like, mm-hmm. I went defensive back rather than pass rusher, but for me, just the last one I want to give love to, this was the easiest pick Mm. of this range, Hollywood Brown to the Browns, like, I know that I sound redundant saying Browns Mm. twice, but like, you got Jarvis Landry, you got Baker Mayfield, let's give him Hollywood Brown, you got Callaway, which you're hoping develops into something, let's give him a dynamic playmaker in Marquise Hollywood Brown and see how he does with the Cleveland Browns. Because this is the one thing where it's like Cleveland don't need defense. They got the defense. They just Mm -hmm. need to let that defense kind of grow and flourish. And if they add anything to it, let it be some veteran presence on that defense. Mm -hmm. But that was, to me, just the easiest pick for 11 through 20 and this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you think down below in the comment section. What do you think about our 11th or 20? What do you think about the Titans, the Redskins, Josh Allen? Who would you have for these picks between 11 and 20? Let us know what you think down below in the comment section. But, Mark, let's move on into the final segment of our mock draft before we go ahead and end the podcast making our picks like we do each and every week. How we do it if you are new to this. If you're on YouTube, we're going through 21 through 32 if you want the other two segments, either check them out on podcast services around the world or go check them out on our YouTube page. But, Mark, I will let you start things off. 21 mm. Minnesota Vikings, who do they take?
1: So Vikings going to Trey Adams' offensive tackle, Washington. Then we got shocker the Ravens. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, the Ravens going with Devin Bush, linebacker out of Michigan. Devin White, the linebacker out of LSU, going to the Steelers. The Raiders, for uh, one of their picks from the Cowboys, going to Dexter Lawrence, defensive tackle out of Clemson. Seahawks going to Jalen Ferguson, defensive end out of Louisiana Tech. Uh, Then the Raiders are back via the Bears, going with Connor McGovern, uh, offensive lineman out of Penn State. The Texans, I have them at 27, going to Damian Harris, the running back out of Alabama. Chargers, 28, Jeffrey Simmons, defensive tackle, Mississippi State. And one of my favorites here, uh, the Patriots at 29 going with Noah Fant, uh, sometimes referred to as Noah Fart. Uh, <laughs> tight end out of Iowa. Uh, 30, we got the Packers from the Saints going with uh, Ja'Kai, Jackie, Polite. I don't know. Ja'Kai. I st- I'm going to still gonna figure out how to pronounce his name. Ja'Kai. Uh, I like Polite Jackie. Uh, <laughs> the offensive, uh, I'm sorry, that's like the second time I've done that. The outside linebacker out of Florida, then uh, 31 Rams, Tyrone Prescott, Prescott, I'm assuming, offensive guard, uh, North Carolina State, and then 32, the Chiefs going with Derek Brown, the defensive tackle out of Auburn.
0: So if we ever do get Noah Fant on the podcast, Uh, you need to, and I don't care if it's like a barstool sports type moment, Uh you have to ask him, (laughs) and it has to come from you, if in grade school he was ever made fun of as Noah Fart. Yeah, I mean,
1: maybe he wasn't made fun of. Maybe he was happy to be called Noah Fart. I don't know. Maybe
0: maybe he was a gassy guy in grade school, and that's how he got the name. I don't know. I'm a gassy Mm -hmm. guy, but my last name doesn't look like Fart. I'm telling you right now, Mm -hmm. uh, Mark, non-professional Ricky over here, there is one name on this portion of my mock draft Uh I am going to mess up because I did not look up how to pronounce this name. I really don't know and, uh, why people
1: get that worked up over whether you pronounce a guy's name well, right or wrong. And
0: I, I get it. Like, I get it. Like I don't. It's it's the name your mother gave you. Put some respect on that name. I get it. My would, mom didn't give me the name. I would hate if people pronounced my name wrong.
1: But no, that's the thing. It's not the players getting mad at it's us. It's other random people. other people getting mad that a name didn't get pronounced it's,
0: right. They watch these guys. They kind of have that connection to them. It's like they feel like they're the brothers and sisters of this guy because they're fans. And, hey, that's my dude because he plays for my mm-hmm. team. I understand it, although I'm letting you know now I'm going to screw that name up. And I'll start off Vikings at 21, Trey Adams, OT, out of Washington, just like you had. He's been injured for most of the year. He'll be back for the Rose Bowl game, though, this upcoming January when Washington plays. Oh, is that Ohio State they're playing? I think it's Ohio State in the Rose Bowl. Then the Ravens at 22 will go. I'm going to screw his name also just because of it's the sweet. cool reference Montez. Too sweet. The defensive end from Mississippi State or Montez. I know it's real sweat, but too sweet. Nope. Um, defensive end from Mississippi State. Then the Steelers go and Brian Burns, the brother to Bernie Burns of Rooster Teeth, um, outside linebacker and defensive end from Florida Is State. Is that an actual thing? Uh, no. That, okay, because that would I be just, cool. Every time I see his name, uh-huh. I just think Bernie Burns from that would Rooster be cool. Teeth because— their last names both Burns. And his first name's Brian, but they have no relation. Um, I just threw that out there. Then the Raiders via the Cowboys go AJ Brown, the wide receiver from Old Miss. Seahawks then going to go Braylon Murphy, the cornerback from the Washington Huskies. Then the Raiders via the Bears going with J.K. Polite, the outside linebacker from the Florida Gators. Then the Texans going Max scrapling or sharpling. That's what it is. Sharpling the outside or offensive tackle. Wow. Now I'm doing what you're doing, but on the offensive side, the offensive tackle from Northern Illinois, Chargers go Derek Brown, defensive tackle from Auburn Patriots go Jeffrey Simmons, the DT from Mississippi state, the Packers via the saints. They're going to go Paris Campbell, the wide receiver from the Ohio state university. And then that name that I said I was going to screw up that I should have probably looked up, uh, O'Shane Zaminis,
1: Zaminis. Zaminis? I don't know. Uh, out,
0: outside linebacker from Old Dominion. Yeah, he's going to go to the Rams at 31. Then at the Chiefs at 32, they will take Trayvon Mullen, the cornerback from the Clemson Tigers. And the first team, mm-hmm. Mark, I want to look at, the Oakland Raiders. We talked about them earlier. Like we we mentioned their pick earlier, but they got two picks here: Raiders and Cowboys. I'm going to ask you this before I ask you about the pick. Yeah, I want to ask you about Raider news. Cool. What are your thoughts about them firing Reggie McKenzie today? And now basically it's John Gruden's team. Like he is taking a stranglehold over hmm. this team.
1: Uh, I'm not surprised because I think John Gruden came in and said. I do what I want, when I want, and you all deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's essentially what this is. And, you know, sure, John Gruden will, f- you know, hire some replacements at some time. Uh, but John Gruden does what he wants. And that's been evident since he came in here and did what he wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I'm i at a point when it comes to to the Raiders where I don't question anything they do at this point. You're just it's, accepting it. It's like, hey. This is Gruden's dream. This is Gruden's team. Gruden, he being does what Gruden, he wants, man. Gruden
0: yep. being Gruden, and
1: it's either going to work or it's not. Um, so we'll see. Is he going to be a Bill Belichick or is he going to be a Chip Kelly? We'll find out. Um, for For them, I mean, they're a team that needs everything mm-hmm.
0: essentially. Well, so I was going to ask you with mm-hmm. these two picks, if you're the Raiders, yeah, do you trade the picks? Do you try to package the picks to move up? Or are you sitting there going, you know what? We have so many needs. I'm just going to take players here. I'll just just take what I can get. Whoever's there.
1: Yeah, I'll take what I can get. Uh, You know, they'll they'll have pretty high picks. You know, the Bears are almost guaranteed to be in the playoffs at this point. Uh, You know, knock on the desk here that they don't Mm -hmm. mess that up. The Cowboys are looking like they got a pretty good spot to win that division. So they're Mm going to be up there as well. Um, You know, these... These trades they made, I mean, they weren't using the players, I guess. And, mm-hmm. and even picks in the mid to high 20s or in They're the Bears case, 32, picks. Uh, you know, it's not. Yeah, it's, it's a still a first round pick, but it's just I, I made the joke to you. It was like, who would have thought that trading good players to teams
0: that weren't terrible was going <laughs> to make them better? Uh, well, they almost traded Khalil Mack to the Rams. Yeah, which would have made that pick. Like, I think the only reason they traded to the Bears was, ooh, there's a possibility that'll be a higher pick than the Rams. Yeah. Because the Rams without Khalil Mack
1: are almost the last pick. The thing I love about it is, it, yeah, if the Bears didn't get Khalil Mack, that's like a 15-14, mm-hmm. you know, here. Um, and obviously, it would have done nothing for the Raiders. They wouldn't have gotten it then. But as soon as you give them, all of a sudden, the Bears win the Super Bowl. So mm-hmm. uh you know that's the second Super Bears, Super Bowls reference in this uh, segment of the podcast, and there might be a third one. Super Bowl but Super Bears, right here for for the Raiders. I, I think the funny thing on my part, when you look at my draft for the Raiders, mm-hmm. and that's going back with greedy Williams as well. Yeah, uh, what did they not get? They didn't get their pass rush. No, they <laughs> so
0: didn't. the one thing that John Gurdon said they really needed, Mark was like, "Nah, you don't need that." I mean, you know, I only had them go at. With their first pick because they really need it.
1: Yeah, I mean, they do, but I couldn't have them pass up Greedy (laughs) Williams. Uh, I think Dexter Lawrence is a great defensive tackle Mm -hmm. uh, who fell a bit in mine. And then Connor McGovern, I was sitting there and I'm like, do I have them reach for an edge rusher or go with, please, Derek Derek Carr saying, please, please, please get something out here to protect me. Mm -hmm. I need somebody. Well, they took Colton Miller last year,
0: though. Yeah, and that wasn't a good pick. <laughs> so we're gonna go with another offensive tackle that many people <laughs> n- might not have in their first round. But here's the thing: you, one, I Gruden say, doesn't though, care. I will say that though, uh-huh. you love to do that. Like, mm-hmm. and it happens in this area of the draft mm-hmm. where I don't know if it's if you fall in love with them mm-hmm. or you just look at a team and go, They're yeah, they need they need to protect their quarterback, mm-hmm. and you will have just. A random offensive lineman that I don't have in my first round. Mm-hmm. I haven't even heard of being in the first round. You'll just have him in there. It's a good player. <laughs> it's a good player. And it, You know, is he going to be a first-round pick?
1: There's a good chance he won't. Mm-hmm. But nobody thought Cole Miller was going to be a first-round pick. Yeah. You know, I mean, like the, the last surprises was, are oh. there.
0: I can't remember his name. He went to the Vikings, I think. The guy out of Pitt last year. Yeah. Was who you had as like the, throw him in the first round. I like this guy. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. Good player. Uh, But, you know, you
1: have it there and it's like, Mm -hmm. if they go with a defensive end, according to what I've got going on here.
0: Or you uh, could have had them go with Ja'Kai Polite, who I had him go with. Because you've got Ja'Kai Polite at 30 to the Packers. Yeah. (laughs) Mark's like, eh, whatever. I don't know. I... (laughs) I think that at that point,
1: they're reaching for <laughs> some edge-rushing, pass-rushing help
0: Yeah, when
1: there's other things they could do.
0: No, and that's why for me, like, you, you've said the main needs, but I'll say them again. Mm-hmm. Edge-rusher's number one. Defensive backs is number two, so like Greedy Williams yeah. would be a need. And then somebody to catch the dang ball. And two of those needs are because, hey— we got rid of Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper. Oh, who who would have thunk if we got rid of those two players that they would just create needs for us? Like, the most ASA 9, a 10, S 11 thing that I have ever heard out of John Gruden's mouth mm-hmm. is they trade Khalil Mack, then after a week one loss goes, hey, we probably would have won if we had a pass rush. It's like, are you stupid? Yeah. Like, what's going through your head? Like... Do you think about this before the words come out have of your you mouth? And you ever listen to John
1: Gruden talk? No, he probably is not <laughs> thinking that much about what he's saying before he says it. Uh, but here's the thing I think mm-hmm. of with the Raiders, too, is the Raiders have to know, and John Gruden has to know, he's got 10 years, and nine of them are coming after this Ten season. Years. Uh And this is not something that's going to be fixed in one year. No. The Raiders will be back in the top five of the next, mm-hmm. next year's draft. It's and bound to take- happen.
0: They'll take Tua at number 1 next year, and Derek Carr will be traded.
1: They honestly could. Uh, Why not get rid of Derek Carr, you know, at the beginning of next year if, you know, maybe the Redskins, they're a good (laughs) fit for Derek Carr. You know, why not? Jaguars? Tom Coughlin would love to have Derek Carr.
0: And that's why, like, with that last pick at 26, I was like, they could go cornerback. They could go Mullen out of Clemson. But I'm like, you know what? Screw it. John Gruden said they need pass rush. They're going to take pass rush with the third overall pick. They're going to take pass rush with the Mm -hmm. 26th overall pick as well, especially getting A.J. Brown at 24. How about a team that you said that when I was like, oh, what teams would you like to talk about? You threw this team out there. What is going on with your mind and the Texans? And tell me why you have them drafting Damian Harris out of Alabama because Lamar Miller has been blowing it off the last few games. He's been looking a lot better than he did before Brandon and I traded him for Saquon Barkley in fantasy.
1: Well, here's the big thing here. You have a team Mm -hmm. that is a good team, and they don't have a lot of needs. They've got a great defense. They've got a really powerful offense. And when you're a team that has that good fortune, you sit there and you look and say, well, what's something that's going to make us even better? We're not caring about filling holes and and Mm -hmm. filling needs. We're sitting there thinking, what makes us even better? And a Damian Harris type of powerful running back Mm -hmm. is going to be something that makes the Texans deadly. I mean, you get a solid one-two punch. Combine that with Deshaun Watson, who can use his own legs, too, Mm -hmm. uh, and has a great arm. And you have such a deadly offense. You're competing with the Chiefs, the Rams. You're going to compete with uh, the Saints, these really high-powered offenses now, mm-hmm. which you can already mostly compete with, but you might be a step back from them. That would just be a deadly pick.
0: I just, it blow- It's a greedy pick. It blows my mind with this team that like, if you look at pro football focus, mm-hmm. they have the Texans offensive line as one of the worst in the league. One of the worst in the league. And, like, I saw that and I was like, oh, screw it. They're going with – I'm giving them a tackle. I don't care if I look like Mark Webber giving them uh, Max Sharping or Mm -hmm. Sharpling. Yeah, Sharping out of NIU. Like, this is a team that needs offensive line help. And, like, you say, like, oh, they don't have many needs. That's one they do need because I know what some people may say, like, oh, well – They're winning so many games in a row because Deshaun Watson's doing it, and he's kind of Russell wilson it, where, oh, it breaks down, Mm -hmm. he extends the play with his legs. Well, if I'm that team, I want to keep him as healthy as I can, um, and that's why I would go offensive. Like, why I'm going offensive tackle for them is because you got to protect it, and at this point in the draft, defensive back help, either safety or cornerback, might be a little bit of a reach for them. Like, if some way Deonta Thompson falls, that would be a good pick for them. If Braylon Murphy had fallen and was here at 27, I would have probably went that route instead. Mm -hmm. But, like, this is a team that needs offensive tackle help, and they need to protect not just their running game, but they need to protect Deshaun Watson and keep him healthy, because if they don't, They're not going to be a good football team.
1: Yeah, and and they're a team that, with a quarterback who's been injured in the past, they are going Mm -hmm. to ride and die by that. And they need to do what they can, of course. But, you know, I I do think that you add one more running back type Mm -hmm. of piece, you can be greedy and it's only going to help.
0: Last guy I want to bring up, Noah Fant, or as you like to refer to him, Noah Fart. Yep. And this is a guy I had mentioned in the second segment. I Mm -hmm. almost had him go 20th overall. To the Titans, but thought it was a bit of a reach for the Titans, especially with Nikhil Harry and A.J. Brown still on the board. Yeah. Then I got to 30, yeah, 30, with the Green Bay Packers. And I was sitting there, and I was going, Noah Fant, he could be the pick for the Packers here at number 30. The reason why I went away with it and went Paris Campbell for them is... Maybe this is me looking into it too much. I looked at the com, the contract of Jimmy Graham. Mm-hmm. He's got two. He's got one year left for sure. Potential out after next year, but may, a possible two years left on his three year deal with the Packers. I saw that and was like, they're not going to take another tight end in the first round. What are your thoughts with Noah Fant? And will he be a first-round talent when we get to April, or will he be one of those and he slipped into the second round?
1: He definitely has quite a bit of slipping into the second round potential, Um, and and there's not that many teams that I think are really going to take the shot. But at the same time, you see so many teams that are reliant on this quality tight end uh, to really help their team out, and Noah Fant can be that. The Patriots are a team that knows what that is like to have one of those great tight ends and we say all the time that you know year after year mm-hmm. injury concerns with Gronk and he's a great player but when he's there you know things like that and and he's done good for the most part with, mm-hmm. with being healthy in his career but he's missed some significant time as well. And man were they great the Patriots when they had two quality receiving tight ends. And you're it,
0: talking the are you talking Gronk and Hernandez days? Yeah,
1: oh, yeah. Uh, you know, they were a great offensive powerhouse, mm-hmm. and they've been offensive powerhouses forever. Yeah, but adding Noah Fant, it's just one of those times where, once again, a good team can be greedy, mm-hmm. and for however many years you've got Tom Brady left, you got to milk it for all it's worth.
0: Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's one that I didn't even think about was the Patriots. <laughs> like, with the Patriots, I was thinking. Let's bolster that defense to try to get some help because of what the defense has been the weakest part to me. Like, the offense has been—we got Tom Brady. We got pieces around him. We can make do with it. But, like, Noah Fant to me is just the guy where I don't know if he's going to be— Like, he's a guy where I wanted to put in my first round. Mm -hmm. I wanted to put him to the Packers. I wanted to put him to the Titans at 20. But there just wasn't enough, like, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, there's not enough concrete faith, I guess, or concrete, concrete like, faith. There's knowledge of, like, yeah. Mm. Um, that concrete knowledge of, like, yes, he is a first-round pick. This is the pick for them to make. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Packers and Paris Campbell might, some people may say, hey, that's a reach. But, like, with the Packers at 30, because they've got two picks— I think this thirtieth pick needs to be something offensive, because Aaron Rodgers needs something. Yeah, he needs something. It could even like, it could even be Damian Harris, and it would be a good pick in my mind. Mm -hmm. Like, and I don't know if Packer fans would want the team to draft another Alabama running back because we all know how that. Uh, I mean, Eddie Eddie Lacy Lacy was was good. good Yeah. He kind of, like, had some weight issues and then mm-hmm. fizzled out and went to Seattle for a couple of years. Yeah. But, I mean, that is another one where I'm like, I didn't think about Damien Harris. It was Campbell or Noah Fant. But, like, Noah Fant's that one where it's like I could see a team like the Chargers going for it because it's mm-hmm. like, hey, like, I know their tight end is – their main tight end is injured. They got Antonio Gates for right now. He's kind of older. The Patriots could do it because, like you said, dual yeah. – tight on sets, the Packers could do it. The Rams could technically do it because their number one receiver, I believe, is Jared Cook at this point. And then the Chiefs obviously wouldn't need to. They got Travis Kelsey, yeah. um, who sometimes doesn't even get the ball from Patrick Mahomes because he's too busy handing it off. their passes, but they look like handoffs yeah. um, to Tyreek Hill to where I wonder if a team later on is going to take Noah Fant but I could see him just slip into mm-hmm. the second round. Before we move yeah. on and make our picks, anything you want to mention in this last region that you're like, you know what? I decided I want to say something here.
1: Well, the only thing that that I've got to say here is uh, it's it's weird to me that this is not the pick that really belongs to the team. Mm-hmm. 30 for the Packers. And I see it and it just like I don't think about the fact that it's not actually their mm-hmm. pick. It just feels like it just feels, it feels right. Like the Saints. No, it just feels right to see the Packers yeah. at, at thirty, and as a Bears fan, that makes True. me mad. <laughs> that I don't see that
0: and go like, "That's so weird
1: that the Packers are there." Yeah. No, it's weird that that's not actually their
0: pick. Yeah, no, because usually we see the Packers in the slate region. Yeah, and right now their real like pick 14 is twelve. Or yeah. The one that blows my mind still. Like speaking on that note, mm. there's let me see. There's two picks in the top twenty. That blow my mind. Mm-hmm. The first one, the Browns at 13. Because I don't remember the last time I've seen the Browns outside the top five. Yeah. Like, they're going to be a top 15 pick, and that's good things for the city of Cleveland. The other one, Falcons in the top five. Name the last time you remember the Falcons being in the top five of the NFL draft. Uh, Like... Wasn't Mike like when they
1: drafted Matt Ryan? Well, no, wasn't Mike Smith last year or last year? Wasn't weren't they like really high
0: up? I'm gonna pull up their draft when he got really fired. fired. Like, let's see. All time draft history. So they drafted Calvin Ridley at twenty six, um to McKinley at twenty six, mm-hmm. uh Keanu uh, Neal at 17, Vic Beasley was eight in twenty fifteen. Um, no, you're right. Jake Matthews in 2014 was a sixth-round pick. So, so
1: they've, had they've had a couple. Or a sixth
0: overall pick. Julio was also a sixth overall pick. Um, the last time they were in the top five, 2008. You know who they took in 2008 with the third overall pick? I would guess that's Matt Ryan. That's Matt Ryan. Yeah. Um, they took Matt Ryan with the third overall pick. Have they ever had higher? The last time they had the number one overall pick was 2001. Know who you. they took there 2001 was a long time ago i don't remember quarterback probably one of the oh. most famous quarterbacks in Atlanta history
1: do you want my uh, my my enjoyment of a michael Vick <laughs> just lighting it up changing madden forever
0: <laughs> uh yep. and ruining friendships yeah that was the last time they had a number one pick. Matt Ryan was the last time they mm-hmm. had a top three pick, but let us know what you guys think down below about anything we've talked about in these last 12 picks. Let us know what you think about the Packers, a fan. Let's see, we talked about the Raiders here, and there's one, the Texans also. Let us know what you think about all of this down below in the comment section. But Mark, let's close out the podcast doing what we do each and every week, and I almost, in a few weeks, will not mm. be able to say that because we have three regular season yeah. ones left so three regular season then what wildcard division in about four four maybe five if we do the pro Bowl so eight more Pro Bowl is a good one to pick. and then I will no longer be able to say like we do every week closing out with our picks but we are making our picks for week 15. You, in the comment section, you guys watching and listening, let us know uh, your picks down below. But, Mark, let's get right into it. Mm -hmm. The Thursday night game, this one should actually be a good one. One of the few (laughs) good ones this week. Like I told you, if the Chargers beat the Chiefs this Thursday, they will jump from 5th in the AFC to number 1 in the AFC. Mm -hmm. And if the Chiefs lose, they will fall from 1st in the AFC all the way to the number 5th spot and will lose home field advantage and a bye, and home field in their first game. What are your thoughts going into Chargers and Chiefs Thursday Night Football?
1: Well, it's a home game for the Chiefs, uh, and that bodes really well for Mm -hmm. them. Um, You know, sure, the running game is just not going to be the same uh, for them Mm production-wise. But I don't think it matters when you've got a quarterback that's uh, only seven touchdowns away from 50. Mm -hmm. Uh, Probably... Good chance he ends this season with 5,000-plus yards. Um, I like the Chargers. I like Phillip Rivers, and I would love the chaos of just that nice flip with Mm -hmm. them. But I got to ride with the Chiefs. It's very tough for me to not pick the Kansas City Chiefs when they're at home.
0: See, I'm going to be on the other side of things. I am going to go ahead and pick the Chargers to go ahead and beat the Kansas City Chiefs, mainly because I want to see—
1: Nice at the end see. of this yeah. week,
0: the Chargers <coughs> at number one in the AFC. Because one of the things, if this was not mock draft week, mm-hmm. we would have been talking about, and if they lose, I can still kind of have this be a segment. Are they the dark horse in the AFC? And I think they are. They're a sneak, like they're mm-hmm. a team that should be top two, but because they're in the same division as the Chiefs, they're a fifth seed instead of a second overall seed. Also, a bonus question for you. Sure. Patrick Mahomes is at 4,300 yards on the dot. Mm-hmm. Does he get to the Drew Brees number? Because, oh no, Drew Brees. Oh yeah, Drew Brees is the most. Does he get to the Drew Brees number of 5,476? Does he surpass that this year? Or oh, I'm sorry, 77 by Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning had one more yard mm-hmm. in 2013. No. Does he, or no. No. I'm looking at it, and yeah, okay, that would be. He doesn't get to 54. No, he's going to have to throw over 400 yards a
1: game, essentially, to make that happen. Uh, I mean, he could do it. Could he? Sure. Will he? Probably not, because we got to remember that he might not even play Week 17. I mean, he could. He He could play play Week 17, sure, but he might not. Uh, And the odds are... Of you know, like sure the Chargers that'll be throwing a lot. Mm-hmm. They end on the Raiders. Even if he plays, he's getting pulled by the second half, I and mean, it's not because it's a blowout necessarily, just because it doesn't matter. He threw two
0: hundred ninety-five against the Raiders. Two
1: hundred ninety-five is not four hundred. No, the only time
0: uh, he's thrown over four hundred was that LA game where he threw yeah. four seventy, and
1: then they they got to play at Seattle. Mm-hmm. He'll get over five hundred or five thousand, I'm sure, but mm-hmm. he's not gonna. He's not going to be Drew Brees. I mean, I
0: think I, there's a possibility he could—I don't think he does, but there's a, let me Let me ask I'm you gonna a question. I'm going to be rooting for it. Let me ask you I'm going to be rooting for
1: it. How many yards did your quarterback throw for against the uh, CMC? Odds?
0: My quarterback's not Patrick Mahomes. About, like, 10. My quarterback isn't Patrick mm. Mahomes. My offense isn't the Kansas City Chief offense. Like, anything is possible, man, and, like— The one thing I was talking about this with Brandon, Mm -hmm. I was so early in the season, like Dak Prescott moment of like, let's wait till next year. Let's wait till next year. I have bought in on Patrick Mm -hmm. Mahomes so much now that in fantasy next year, he like, I know this is a dumb thing to say, so don't come at me. Um, He's going to be the guy I target next year. Like he's the quarterback. When we do our chaos draft, Mm -hmm. I'm hoping I'm number one for quarterback so I can get Patrick Mahomes. We'll see what happens. Like that is the guy we'll see what I want happens. for next season. Then we've got two Saturday games. I didn't know uh, college uh, made its. The way cool to thing the about it NFL. is you don't
1: have to change anything about your normal week. You can just watch football as
0: usual and skip these two. We got the Texans and the Jets, Browns and the Broncos. I, I think this is the first game is easy. <laughs> Texans get the win. It's yes. going to be an easy win, hundred percent for
1: the Texans. But you can go to this game for seven bucks,
0: <laughs> as low as seven bucks. Yeah. Browns at Broncos. This one's interesting to me because I kind of want to we got a comment last week when you were not mm. here Mark yeah. um saying there was a Cleveland fan that was like this ain't your same Browns team put some respect on it which I was confused because I thought I picked the Browns to beat the Panthers um because but it was well a road enough. game for the Panthers mm-hmm. um I don't care that this is not in Cleveland. I'm going with the Browns to win this one. Browns are going to get their sixth win of the season, go 6-7-1 after 15 weeks.
1: Yeah, I, I got to agree with you on the Cleveland Browns winning this one. They've been a completely different team since mm-hmm. Hugh Jackson's been out. They're still not you know, a great team, but they're well on their way.
0: Remember when I said about this team, and I'm going to take credit for this, where I was like, mm-hmm. really, I think three wins, but I wouldn't be surprised with five? They got five wins now. They got five wins on the season. Like, Let that sink mm-hmm. in. This is a Cleveland Browns team that with Hugh Jackson before this year had had one win in two seasons, they are now at five for one year. Well, they got rid of Hugh Jackson. Well, and also and they you got tell? Baker Mayfield, who looks like mm. he's the guy at quarterback for at least right now. Then going into the Sunday games, we're going to start off with one of the noon games, and this is one where if the Bears win it, Mark, yep. they will be NFC North champs, and they get to do it against their most hated rival, the Green Bay Packers who beat them week one. Do the Bears do it in Soldier Field, noon central time, against Aaron Rodgers?
1: A hundred percent. The Bears win in the division. They haven't beat the Packers at home in like eight years, but mm-hmm. here's the time to finally do
0: it. They should have won week one, mm-hmm. but the team wasn't ready yet. I'm going to pick the Bears in this one. As and you I'm only picking the Bears because, so this game to me... Mm-hmm does not matter who wins or who loses um because if the bears lose good there's a small chance we could maybe get the division from them um which we probably won't then if they beat if the bears beat the packers that means even if we lose to the dolphins we being the vikings um lose to the dolphins mm-hmm. i don't have to worry about the packers maybe stealing a playoff spot from me Um, so I might be rooting for the Bears in this one, kind of just secede the—that's not (laughs) the word I'm looking for—concede the division in order to try to make the playoffs, but this is one that is— either way this one turns out, I'm going to be happy, but I'm going to go with the Bears in this one. Then a game that I know these two teams suck, but I'm going to be glued to my TV watching the score. The Cardinals and the Falcons, because we just did our mock draft— if the Cardinals win in Atlanta, they will hurt themselves and possibly lose out on a top three pick. Yeah. because then they would have the tiebreaker over the Falcons for a higher pick. Well, for a lower pick, but a higher in the standings.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna ride with the away team, the Arizona Cardinals, on this. I, I want it to happen. You I want, want to see the
0: Falcons it. to get higher. I'd love to see this, this flip. Could the, the Arizona um, Cardinals. Could you imagine up if the it? Falcons got number one and got Nick Bosa?
1: That'd be deadly.
0: And got Nick Bosa's a pass plays. rusher. Well, yeah, but I mean, he's right now mm-hmm. the best prospect in the draft. I am going to go with Atlanta with this one. I don't think there's no way they don't win this game just because of how bad the Cardinals have been. But who knows? I mean, this is one where anything can happen, and the Cardinals may shock mm-hmm. them, but I'm going to go with the Falcons to get the W. Then another good game, Mark. We got the Lions 5-8. and eight. We yep. got the Bills Four and nine. This one you can and go to for four bucks. Just just to say screw it, and because mm-hmm. it's at Bills Mafia, I'm going to say the Bills win. The Bills get, let's see, against the, because I believe this is their last game against the um, NFC North. Mm-hmm. They're going to go two and two versus the NFC North this year. Beautiful. Lost to the Packers, lost to the Bears, beat the Vikings, beat the Lions. They'll get the win.
1: Yeah, I'm going to let the uh, Detroit Lions beat the Buffalo Bills, <laughs> mostly because I think it's funny if the Vikings were the only team that lost to the Bills oh, the and NFC just got North. destroyed by them, too. Oh, man. it would be beautiful. But, uh, you know, I, I mean, Detroit's in a rough spot, mm-hmm. and Buffalo's one of those teams that occasionally feels good about themselves and decides to go out there and play really hard. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, I'm going to give this one to Detroit.
0: Next game, mm-hmm. Raiders-Bengals. What are your thoughts on another game that means so much for the drafting? And the thing that I find funny, the Raiders lose three, beat the Browns at home. Then they lose one, two, three, four, five, beat the Cardinals on the road, lose two, beat the Steelers at home. Do they have it in them to beat the Bengals in Cincy?
1: I mean, they could potentially, but I'm going to give it to Cincy. Uh I don't worry, Raiders fans. Your your high pick <laughs> is is still there for you, uh, but I got to give it to them. Cincinnati, they're they looking at.
0: A, they don't have a quarterback.
1: Well, yeah, but they're they're looking at making coaching changes too. Mm-hmm. So I think that Marvin Lewis is going to do everything in his power to secure his job for the next like twenty years.
0: I can't. I got to go with the Raiders in this one. Like this is going to be the week mm. that could. Totally screw with the draft order. The Cardinals could win and mess up their top pick. Yeah. The Raiders can win and mess up their top pick. And it would be such Raider fashion. Mm-hmm. Not only is that Bear pick and that Cowboy pick just getting lower. Oh, wait, we're going to beat the Bengals and then move our pick lower but as Here's well. the
1: thing for, for the Bengals and, and especially for the players. If you lose this game... There's a good chance that Hugh Jackson is going to be your head coach next year. And that's and you what I do want. not want and that to And that's what
0: I want, Mark. And I'm going with the Raiders to get the win over the Bengals in Cincinnati. Then a game that could be an actually good game. Mm-hmm. Um, the Cowboys at eight and five. The Colts at seven and six. Although this is an interconference matchup, both these teams have something to play for. The yeah. Cowboys need to stay ahead in the NFC East. The Cowboys need to win because they need to stay in the hunt when it comes to the wild card. Did I say someone else? You said the Cowboys. The Cowboys. The Colts need to stay in the wild card in the AFC. And I'm actually going to go with our guy on Twitter, at Shane O'Macq. I'm picking his Colts to get the win in Indy over the Cowboys. Yeah, I like the Colts
1: for this one, but I just can't trust it. There's some inconsistency to this team. I don't know which one I'm going to see
0: what the, day. They got the mastermind from Philly, though. The guy who—it is official. It wasn't Doug Peterson. It wasn't John D. Filippo. Frank Reich was the one that made that Philly offense go. He was the Philly special apparently, last year.
1: Apparently, Uh But I'm going to go with Dallas still on this one. Dallas is on this nice little hot roll here. Mm -hmm. They want to lock up this division while they can. They want to do everything they can to keep pissing off Stephen A. Smith. You know, they want to win this, and I think they're going to do it.
0: And Dallas two games ahead of the Eagles and Redskins, who both have seven losses so far this year. Then one that I wasn't nervous about this game two weeks ago, but now I am, Um, Dolphins at Vikings. I got to pick the Vikings because I got to have faith in my team. Mm-hmm. Um, but after the Dolphins, I know it was a miracle play, but after them beating the Patriots. They were still right there. Um, I, I'm i worried about this one. I'm worried about my team's chances of making the playoffs.
1: Yeah, Miami's one of those teams that apparently just like, they just hang in there. Mm-hmm. They really do.
0: And now that they're 7-6, and six, They're playing for the same thing the Colts are. They could be a sixth seed in the NFC or the AFC playoffs right now.
1: Exactly. And and I'm going to ride with that. I'm going to have them win it. Mm -hmm. Minnesota, there's chances of getting in the playoffs looking slim after this game, uh, especially after the Bears beat the Packers by 100 points. Mm -hmm. And there's no way for them to win the division. Uh, Minnesota was very sad. They just cut Kirk Cousins. They fire the whole coaching staff. They yeah, move the gu- team to London. Guar-
0: guarantee all that money mm-hmm. and then cut Kirk Cousins. Good yeah. one, Mark.
1: Not even through. Not even done with the season yet. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know what? We're done with this. Uh, you can go back to Washington if you don't want to.
0: And then we got another team looking to stay in the wild card hunt in the AFC at 7-6. to six. We got the Titans, who are not good on the road. We got the Giants, who got a yeah. big win over... The Redskins this week, but the Redskins don't have a quarterback, so that's not that big of a feat. I'm going to go with the Titans to get the win in New York, mm. although I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants won. Yeah. I, they're 2-4 and four at home, so they're not as equally good at home, but I'm going to go with the Titans to stay in the hunt, mm-hmm. in the wild card when it comes to the AFC.
1: Yeah, I don't think you should be surprised if uh, if the Giants win this one. They're, they're turning things around. Mm-hmm. The team is starting to figure out Pat Shermer. He's starting to figure out this team. Mm -hmm. Things are starting to get a little bit better in New York. uh, And I I think they're going to keep riding that. And once again, with Tennessee, it's just a team that has a little bit of inconsistency. And I I just don't necessarily know that I can trust it.
0: Well, the next one, we've got another kind of interconference: AFC South, NFC East, Redskins going into Jacksonville. This one's interesting because both don't have the quarterback they started the year with. Both are not that good. I know Jacksonville's at home. They're a seven-point favorite, but this is one that's going to be a pick out of spite. This is going to do it. The Redskins are going to get a win magically, and the final kiss is just put on the Jaguars because nine losses, I don't think you're making the playoffs, but officially at 10, you are done, and Ricky's kiss of death has claimed another victim.
1: I'm going to go ahead and pick the Jacksonville Jaguars on this one. They're, they are at home. They're playing a quarterback that's in way over his 16 head. 16 bucks, you can go to this game. <laughs> I could. Unfortunately. it's pricey, uh, though. This yeah, ain't that $7 game. I can go see Detroit and Buffalo four times for that amount of money. <laughs> uh, so I am good to go. This I am good, good to point. go. $4, oh, and you're going to be on the field. And uh,
0: and the thing I love most is you look at Cowboys Colts, 154 is the lowest ticket.
1: Yeah. Jeez. Bears' lowest ticket, 189. Mm-hmm. Uh, so not bad, everybody.
0: Well, that's going to always pull.
1: Yeah. I know somebody who is selling uh, tickets to mm-hmm. the last one for like 500 bucks a ticket, and I'm Jeez. like, man. And people are probably,
0: someone probably paid it. Mm-hmm. Uh, for sure. But Is it someone who has season tickets? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Doesn't want to be out there in the cold. I don't blame him. Uh, I would love to have season tickets, but And then just sell them. Not if they're cold. Not if it's cold outside.
0: Yeah, but you sell them, get the money, man. You only
1: get the money when the team is good, and the Bears are good now. They are uh, now. You. That's can't... why
0: right now I'm like, mm-hmm. should I sign up for Bulls season tickets while they're bad? But I mean, there's people that are there's like, still a huge so waiting list. Die hard Bulls fans. Yeah. That there's a wait list. Usually the one you, you can do list. that with the White Sox though because nobody oh, yeah. wants to be season ticket holders right now for them. Exactly, you
1: can get like ten. Uh, <laughs> but uh, for this one, I'm going to go with Jacksonville.
0: Then the next one: Buccaneers, Ravens. I want the Ravens to lose just to shake up some things in the AFC Wild Card race, mm-hmm. but I can't. The Buccaneers I have stamped for a couple weeks now as dysfunctional. They will continue to lose, and Lamar Action Jackson and the Ravens get the win. Over the Bucks. Here's the weird thing. I say continue to lose. The Bucks won two games before losing to the Saints yeah. this past week. They're going to go back to their losing ways. How about that?
1: There's really not, I mean, Lamar Jackson's still out there, still playing Uh quarterback. No, he's the guy. And and there's really been no discussion about the fact that he basically just quietly came in here and took Joe Flacco's job. Joe
0: Flacco's done, man. Right? Like He just basically came
1: in and was like, "Uh, sorry, Joe, this isn't my job now. Mm -hmm. And there's not that much to talk about it. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens as well. I mean, once again, this is a team that really has something to play for because they are clinging to that last spot in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. They need it desperately um and, and, you know what, Tampa Bay's starting to get some things back together for them, but it's a little bit tough to bring that on the road. So going with the Ravens.
0: Let's see. I'm going to look up old videos because um, mm-hmm. I know we've talked about this numerous times since Lamar Jackson was um, drafted. So you and Dave mm-hmm. had the segment of, is Joe Flacco done with the Ravens? That was after yeah. Lamar Jackson took over. But even like... June thirteenth, God, I gotta go back and listen to that because you and I talked about mm-hmm. when will Lamar Jackson become the ra- become. And I, I'm pretty sure I back. said he
1: would not. He would not this year.
0: And I, th- I think I might have said yes, he will be this year. Mm-hmm. I gotta go back and listen to that one. That's a prime one where Sean, if you're listening, that's a prime like flashback onside kick with Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson now being the starter. Not a huge one, but yeah, it could be maybe an onside kick flashback. Then the Seahawks and 49ers, like you and I talked about before the podcast, the Niners might not win a game the rest of the way. They've got so many tough opponents. Seahawks, Bears, Rams. Seahawks with the win. They're on a roll. Yep,
1: Seahawks are uh, really rolling, so they got this one.
0: And then an interesting game. Will there be another Jesse James fumble touchdown? Was it a touchdown? Was it a fumble? Patriots and Steelers. Patriots are only a one-point favorite in Heinz Field right now. What are your thoughts?
1: Steelers have terrible luck, they really <laughs> do. I mean, the, everything that can go wrong is going wrong. Mm-hmm. It's funny you look at the the, the you know the division winners. You got the eleven and two Chiefs, nine and four, nine and four, seven five and one uh, Steelers,
0: and then under he them tie is against the ten Browns. and three
1: with the with the Chargers. Uh, so like the the Steelers look like a wild card team right now, barely squeezing their way into the playoffs. I'm going to pick New England to to go in here and steal this one.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go New England as well, just because the Steelers, to me, I don't think they have it in them to beat the Patriots. I will, until I see it happen, mainly on a big stage, but until I see Mike Tomlin officially get the better of Bill Belichick, I will always pick the Patriots over the Steelers. Then our last two primetime games, the Eagles and the Rams, Sunday night football the Rams, it wasn't good enough to have Sunday Night Football last week. They get it again this time in L.A. Do they bounce back? And the Rams the are like, uh,
1: can we maybe do something this time?
0: Well, they're 6 0 at home. So that's why, with me, I'm rolling with the Rams to get some revenge. And it's the probably last
1: week. not going to be that cold no, in L.A. It's going to be really warm. So windy. I think they're going to be all right. Yeah. Uh, Philadelphia would love to win a game and, and keep their playoff mm-hmm. hopes alive, but it's it's done. Uh, playoff hopes have been done for a little bit in, in Philadelphia. Without a doubt, the, part of me really wants mm-hmm. it to be, no, the Chicago Bears went in there and demoralized that team, and they are done. They're going to lose out. Uh, but, no, the, the Rams are going to win.
0: I'll be completely honest. You know it's the one thing that irritates me, and people from California might get mad at this, but I don't care. Hmm. I hate when people from California go, oh, my God, it's so cold. Like, let me look up the temperature right now in L.A. Los Angeles temperature. It is 59 degrees in LA right now. Mm -hmm. And when they go, oh my God, it's so cold. It's like, do you want to know how cold it is right here? You want to know how cold it is in Chicago? Do you want to take a guess at how cold it is right now, Mark? It's
1: actually, it's actually been a pretty warm day. So I'm going to guess low twenties.
0: All right. 35. It's been a warm day. You're right. It's been a warm one, but let's be honest. Usually we're in like the twenties.
1: Well, this weekend it was like 10 degrees outside. So yeah, it was
0: freezing this weekend. Um, And wait
1: till you get to January.
0: That's just one thing that really ticks me off is when these outside, like Florida and, uh, how dare you live in a warm place? How dare you complain about being cold? Um, that's like when I went to Tennessee with Dave to visit Johnny when he was down there. And it's like 40s, and I'm in basketball shorts and a t shirt. And like everyone from Tennessee is like in winter jackets Mm -hmm. and like the muffin, like the ball top hats. It blew my mind. Then the Monday night game, Saints, Panthers. The Panthers are at home where they're five and one. Yep. The Saints, though, are six and one on the road. This could actually be a good Monday night game. What do you think?
1: I'm gonna roll with the Claw Carolina All Panthers. Right. And, and they're another team that desperately needs to keep their playoff hopes alive. And they
0: gotta get this one because they ain't gonna get the one in New Orleans, week seventeen. Yeah, they can't it, play well on the road. And
1: it's it's difficult for them. And, and that's a great point. It's a team that is uh, very Jekyll and Hyde. In the sense of, at home, they're an awesome team. Mm-hmm. On the road, not so much. <laughs> not so much. So they got to get what they can mm-hmm. uh, and hope that the Saints win next week and then decide not to play
0: the starters. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to go with the Saints because I just think they're going to be— like, I would love for the Rams to win the Saints to lose so that the Rams can get home field again um, in the NFC because I believe right now— The Saints have home field because they're technically um, tied right now with their record. So I would love the Rams to get back to that home field advantage. But I don't see the Saints losing this one. I know it's in Carolina. It probably will be a tough game. I hope it's a close game just because of all the kind of duds that we have this week. But Mm -hmm. this is one that I got the Saints going ahead and winning it. And this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you guys think. What games are you picking? What games are you excited about? Are you excited for your team, and will they win this week? This has been a jam-packed mock draft edition of the Onside Kick. Make sure to check out our Patreon. That's how you help support us and keep the lights on and help us do what we love doing for you each and every week. You can also help us by getting an MVP t-shirt stored down below in the, the description. Or you can check out mostvaluablepodcast.com where you can catch MVP each and every day. And also rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and iTunes as well. want to thank you guys for watching on YouTube. Thank you guys for listening on podcast services around the world. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.